Welcome back to the Food Mentor Podcast. My name is David Burns and today we're chatting with the founder of Karma Bites, Ashwin Ahuja. I actually stumbled across the Karma Bites brand in October 2019 at Anuga, which is a large food show in Germany. I then partnered with Ashwin to launch Karma Bites in Australia in September 2020, right smack bang in the middle of COVID. And only after four years or so, Karma Bites trades in 15 countries, including the home market, the United Kingdom. Karma Bites are popped lotus seeds from the Indian water lily flower and have been used in Ayurvedic medicine for centuries. So not really new as a product, but certainly new as a Western healthy snack. Karma Bites are available in Coles, Woolworths, Good Independence in Australia and many leading retailers in other international markets. Funnily enough, after Three and a half years of working together with Ashwin, I'm still yet to meet him. Ashwin is based in Dubai now. This is a great story about being the first mover and differentiating in a crowded, healthy snacking marketplace. I really hope you enjoy this chat. This episode of the Food Mentor Podcast is brought to you by Karma Bites. Release your inner goodness with the new healthier way to snack. Popped and roasted lotus seeds in five delicious flavours. Hey everybody, I'm delighted to be chatting to actually my business partner, Ashwin, who's based in Dubai. Ashwin founded... uh, Karma Bites Pop Lotus Seeds, which uh, down here in Australia, a lot of people would know now after a couple of years, but um, I'm really happy to welcome Ashwin onto our, the Food Mentor podcast. Welcome, Ashwin. Hey, David. Thanks for having me. Thanks for getting up. What are we, seven or eight in the morning or something like that over there? Got my workout in. All set. <laughs> hey, why don't you, um, it's always interesting to understand people's backgrounds and how they got into the food game and the startup game. So maybe um, kick off with a little bit about your background would be great. Sure. Uh, so my background's in advertising and marketing. I was working on the advertising side with some large agencies handling accounts for PepsiCo, Mars. And what I saw about five years ago was this massive trend towards uh, good for you snacking as opposed to just treats and also there wasn't uh, much authenticity in terms of what these brands were coming up with so for example nuts was the only option but those were loaded with various sugars because obviously taste is the number one factor when it comes to snacking Um, so I identified a gap in the market and I figured if I come up with a product that's not only unique but authentic in terms of ingredients as well there could be potential. Uh, uh, Lotus seeds called makanas locally in India, something I grew up on. They've been around literally for centuries. It's got a history in Ayurveda. My grandma, she used to snack on it when she was a kid, passed it down the generations to my mom and then to me. Um, growing up in the UK, I always had this with me and my friends used to love it as well. And I thought, why not take this traditional snack, give it a bit of a modern twist with everyday flavors and that's how karma bites came to be yeah it's bloody amazing isn't it we um as you know down here we do a lot of the consumer shows and you know the indian and indian people come up and um obviously they, they're very familiar with the product as makana or fox nuts as you know and they tell me they use them you know before they're roasted to thicken soup at home and all this kind of stuff and it's just incredible how uh, a product that's been around for centuries 
can still be, uh, you know, commercialized into something absolutely brand new that no one is doing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's where the real opportunity and challenges, right? You've got something that's so unique. And as you know, David, from the consumer shows we've done, we've got a super high conversion rate, but it's a discovery. And that is amazing when people go, wow, I didn't know it could taste as good as it does. Plus it's packed with all these health benefits and nutrients. But then the uh, unknown aspects, also the challenge, how do you uh, surpass that? Yeah, no, absolutely. Why don't we just quickly chat about, uh, just for everyone's benefit, the the key health features and benefits of Carmabites, Ashwin? Sure. So if you literally just Google the health benefits of Makana, it's incredible what you come across. Uh, the, from the top of my head, great source of protein, uh, great source of minerals, nutrients, uh, packed with antioxidants, used, has anti-aging properties as well. If you're pregnant, it's fantastic um, as a snack based on the values it adds. Um, it also has uh, several uh, anti-cancerous properties as well. Um, it's a proven uh, snack in terms of its health benefits. This isn't us hypothesizing and going, what are the benefits? Let's mix things up. This is something that's been around for decades. It's evidence-based with Ayurveda, especially. Uh, I know Ayurveda is big in Australia. Yeah. Uh, that's why that connection with Ayurveda just helps reestablish the benefits. Yeah, and the, and the big two, of course, are obviously plant-based, given that the product comes from a plant, and, uh, and gluten-free, which are both... Uh, in themselves and enormous growth areas as well yeah yeah and like with any snack david you could have like i said with nuts uh, just raw almonds you could roast them in oil you could season them with sugar and you've got something super tasty but the health benefits have gone i think with karma bites what we've done as you know is retain the authenticity of the ingredients thanks to the pure um uh, ingredients that we use we don't use any olive oil we use no chemicals so literally you read the back of pack my whole ethos was if a five-year-old can't pronounce the list of ingredients, we're not going to have it in the bag. And that's why you don't find any chemicals in it. Uh, I think the only chemical is present in uh, peri-peri, which is a citric acid, which is very acceptable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's a great story so far. So I was talking to someone this morning about, um, you know, this fine line of um, coming up with a new product or brand that's, you know, first, um, you know, which is which Karma Bites is really in terms of a, uh, you know, commercial Healthy snack, pop load of seeds is is certainly down this part of the world, is one of the first brands, and then obviously then that makes it really tough to you know help consumers understand you know what the hell pop load of seeds are. So uh, tell us how you've gone about over the last five years, I guess marketing and educating consumers on on what pop load of seeds actually are. I think what we started off, when we first started off, there was a, uh, I think my strategy was incorrect. I decided to focus on the health benefits and that came across as potentially something preachy. And with a bit of research and my background, um, I was able to understand the top five reasons why people snack. Number one is taste. Number four is health. Uh, So you've got taste, flavor, uh, crunch, and then you've got health. Uh, so we were just, we tossed that around and we came up with a different messaging hierarchy. So number one is always taste. We started talking about Kama Bites as the new and tasty way to snack rather than the new and healthy way to snack. So that slight change definitely helped, uh, helped us connect with audiences. What we also did uh, quite successfully was a massive social media campaign, uh, which uh, did it on the cheap. Obviously, as a new brand, we didn't have the budgets to go 
all out and when you're competing with the likes of PepsiCo, Mondelez for uh, supermarket shelf space, they can scream the loudest, but we have to scream the smartest. Um, so I think that's where we were able to really create that uh, niche for Karma Bites. What we also have is very attractive packaging. Uh, even if you don't know the product, uh, it attracts uh, audiences. And I think that's what we saw at consumer shows as well. Mm. So in terms of strategy, if I just had to break it down, messaging was key for us. Uh, the brand look and feel, that was essential. Uh, social media, that played a huge part as well. And then consumer shows. What we figured was us saying isn't going to be enough. We need these ambassadors. We need these champions. We're going to discover the brand and literally just go, I found this incredible snack. You've got to try it. And by the way, it's very healthy as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so very quickly in our journey, we had celebrities pick us up because we got into Whole Foods with a ton of difficulty and aggressively me going and sitting outside the buyer's office and knowing you have to try this product it's there's nothing like it on your shelves um that worked we were trying to go we're going to uh, be the healthy version of popcorn but we realized we're not the healthy version of anything we're a unique product we have this incredible um health attributes attached to karma bites we can just be confident in who we are but that's not enough we had to uh, obviously work very smartly in terms of just getting together a strong narrative on what the brand and product is. Yeah, and I like the uh, I do like the move o- move over popcorn line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but and that worked quite effectively. But then we had to literally move on from that as well and come up with something different. Yeah. So just uh, for everyone's benefit, here in Australia, the Good Food and Wine Show and the Mind Body Spirit Show they're all consumer shows. Last year, I think we did about seven of these shows. Ashwin and. Um, the amazing thing is, you know, in the early part of last year, so 12 months ago, consumers would come up and 3 or 5% would say, yeah, I've seen these before, and so therefore 95%, you know, wouldn't. But when they taste them, it's almost 100% strike rate on, oh, my God, where have these things been? Um, and then we figured 60% at least would then buy on the spot, and then um, the power of these shows is then you can then divert everyone that we chat to, to uh, now either Coles or Woolworths, which has been, um, you know, the, the, we did one in Brisbane back in February, as you know, and it's just, you know, I think we sold about 1,200 packets in three days. It's just absolutely bonkers. So in terms of, you know, return on investment, I would personally say consumer shows are right, right up there. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. We did something similar in the UK as well, where initially we were doing trade shows because obviously we needed those shelves to direct consumers to. But very quickly, as soon as we had three retailers in the UK, we decided to pivot our focus to consumer shows. And that was a learning we had from Australia, actually. Um, This is, like I said earlier, this is a snack that needs to be tasted, tried, and then the conversion rate's always super high. 60-65% is on average. At times we've seen conversion rate in the high 80% as well. Yeah. So tell us, um, so obviously um, the lotus seeds come from the water lily flower, which is an Indian product. So the product is... um, is manufactured in India. You started as a it's a UK brand, just for everyone's benefit. So, from uh, launching in the UK, Ashwin, it is almost five years ago, right? So I actually gave up my full time job in 29 October, and 2019 October is when I uh, as the true uh, start of Karma Wise when I was focusing on it full time. Cool. Yeah, we've been around for three and a half years now. Yeah, cool. So tell us um, in terms of distribution in the UK and around Europe and obviously down this part of the world, let, let's let everyone know where we're, where we're trading now. 
So we're in about 15 countries now. Uh, Australia is our largest market, all thanks to you, David. And then we've got the UK. We're with some major retailers there like Whole Foods, Planet Organic, Ocado, the largest online retailer there. We've recently launched in Portugal as well. Literally 90% of the countries we sell in, I've never been. Australia, as you well know, David, I've never been there. Uh, but Japan, uh, we've just launched there recently. Um, uh, the Netherlands, we sell there. Canada, uh, the US, we were selling there, but we are launching a new brand name because of certain trademark issues there. Yeah. Uh, so we've uh, the Middle East, we're quite big here. We're on Car 4. Uh, literally across different markets, we are with uh, some of the largest retailers there, and we've got a strong frequency of sales as well. Yeah, it's been an amazing journey. So, just for everyone's benefit, um, I came across the Karma Bites brand at Anuga, which is a big uh, trade show in Germany. And while, you know, B2B shows can be a little bit hit and miss, just goes to show that you just never know uh, who you're going to meet and who you're going to bump into. And, and Ashwin was, um, it must have been away having lunch at the time. So, again, I, I stumbled across Karma Bites but didn't actually <laughs> stumble across Ashwin and still haven't apart from eyeballing like like this via, via Zoom or on the phone. So um, that was October 19. So it sounds like the same month that you started in the in the business full-time, Ashwin. And then, um, yeah, it was almost 12 months later when we got the first shipment uh, down to Australia, right? So I think it's September 2020, right in the, ironically, right in the middle of COVID. Yep. So the three years haven't exactly been the norm, right? So we had COVID. <laughs> that was uh, an absolute blast. Uh, we had uh, the war in Ukraine last year that absolutely skyrocketed shipping prices. So the past three, three and a half years have definitely been baptism by fire. It's been a very unique experience. Uh, but yeah, I think thanks to our uh, spread, we were able to survive the various lockdowns because the lockdowns thankfully weren't simultaneous in all the markets. So I'd say that was the biggest challenge um, we faced over the past three years, but we aren't unique. I'm sure there's a ton of startups out there who had a similar situation as to us. <clears throat> It'd be great to hear your views on, um, obviously, sort of quite new coming into the food world um, three or four years ago, what, um, you know, if you had the classic question, if you had your time again, what might you have done differently, if anything, or everything, <laughs> whichever way, what would you say that would be? What, what would be the, um, the number one thing that was, you know, your biggest disaster along the, along the journey? I'll be very honest with you, <laughs> not taking advice. I assumed because of the background I come from, I come from a marketing and an advertising background. I don't come from a business and a finance background. I just assumed because of my history with these various large brands, I've worked on you know campaigns for Snickers, M&Ms. These are big household names, Walkers, Crisps. I just thought, yep, if I can manage uh, developing strategies for these guys, I can obviously create something for myself and I would be the best strategy. Um, but boy, was I wrong because had <laughs> I just listened to someone in the business, say someone like yourself, David, if you were there as a mentor, as an advisor right from the start, had I found someone like yourself, say in the UK, and they had given me the right advice, because within the food business, there's a ton of consultants, right? There's a ton of people who are going to come and tell you what's the right thing to do. But there's a big difference between a consultant who's taking a monthly retainer from you, who's <laughs> never really had any proof points of success with brands versus someone who's actually done this uh, for a ton of years and potentially worked on the retail side, someone like yourself, perhaps, David. I think not taking advice, thinking I know best was uh, probably the number one error on my part. 
Um, so it was a ton of mistakes, a ton of learnings. I'd love to say, you know, use a positive, uh, put a positive spin on it. And just be up, but it was all learning experiences. Those were expensive learning experiences. <laughs> totally, man. And if you were advising uh, someone who was starting up and you were going to give them one piece of advice, um, what, what would that piece of advice be, do you think? You know what? People always, I, I've read a ton of books since on entrepreneurship and I listen to TED Talks where people just go, follow your gut, follow your instincts. That's my personal opinion. It doesn't really matter. Your gut could tell you you've got an amazing product. You've got everything there, but your gut instinct isn't going to get you on a supermarket shelf. You've got to network. You've got to be connected to the right people. You may not be connected to the supermarket directly, but you may want to connect with someone who knows how supermarket functions, You know they, who know how buyers work. And you might think you have a pulse on the consumer's um, uh, requests and demands, but consumers are very fickle. So you might think you've, like with Karmabytes, I identified a gap in the market going there. Aren't many products on the shelves that are super tasty and healthy. But were consumers looking for that? Potentially not, because what consumers don't know is missing is not something that they are after. So it was all about creating that demand. Um, So when it comes to understanding the pulse of the consumer, don't follow your instinct. Again, follow research. There's a ton of research out there. Speak to people. That's something which I figured I should have spoken to people directly rather than just go, okay, fine. I know what is missing, what's lacking, and I'm going to go with that. Uh, And this was gut, right? Because I was following what the advice was out there. If you've got strong instincts, go with it. Not that you just discard your instincts, but maybe reduce the percentage of importance you put. I was chatting to um, David Andrew, who um, runs uh, uh, Naked Life non-alcoholic spritzers in Australia. Mm-hmm. Last year was the fastest growing uh, business in Australia, and he just on your point there about you know finding a gap in the market and filling it. He said to me, you know, if you're not if you're not first, you know, then you're last. Uh, in terms of, you know, developing new food products and brands is, is actually, you know, there's a lot of truth in that saying. So obviously um, with the Karma Bites, you really are one of one of the first and uh, particularly down this part of the world. And I think, um, you know, there's a lot to be said for being first, you know, as long as it's not too quirky. So, you know, consumers understand what you're doing and <clears throat> it's going to take a little bit of time for that awareness to grow. But, um, you know, being first and uh, finding that gap and filling it is is absolutely uh, the name of the game, isn't it? Absolutely. Be first, fill that gap. You, you have the opportunity to create a category, right? Like literally, if I look at my journey, find there's all the, I should have taken advice. I should have not just followed my instincts. That's uh, me giving advice in terms of what, not to do based on my experience and I always feel there's strong learnings from that but if I had to go down the route of what I did correctly we've been around what three and a half years it's as you know David we are not a massive team we've not got external (laughs) this is us literally just pushing through to be in 15 markets in the midst of a pandemic to grow the brand there's a ton of things that worked and being first was uh, probably the number one reason they're creating a brand that looked absolutely incredible on a supermarket shelf that also worked. So we, uh, we spent our dollars very sensibly. Uh, we created, I, I can say now, right? We've created a category. There's uh, a ton of large brands noticing Karma Bites and that gives me great happiness. The fact that you walk into a premium store in Beverly Hills and there's Karma Bites sitting in a store there that's not just happened because we are one more product it's because we are unique we've got this incredible honesty about our 
uh, bran and our ingredients. I think that also helped. Yeah, no, definitely. And um, interesting, you mentioned, you know, the leanness of the business. I mean, if anyone wants a one-on-one lesson in in uh, running it lean, then go, come and talk to Ashwin uh, or, or myself for that matter. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot to be said for, you know, running it, running it lean totally and utterly. So Ashwin, that's great up to, I guess, the history and where we are today. So in terms of, you know, moving forward and your vision for the brand, um, evolution of the brand over the next sort of three to five years, what do you, what do you think that looks like without without giving the game away? Yeah, so without completely giving the game away, I'd say <laughs> disruption is the key term for us. I worked in digital um, strategy a few years ago when digital was really kicking off, and I saw how disruption was happening in travel, in hospitality, in banking, and digital was changing the game completely. Um, consumers are very clear in terms of what they want. Consumers are even clearer in terms of what they don't want. So we want to disrupt that model, which is just crisps, popcorn, and that, they've dominated the market for decades now. So we still want to do super tasty snacks, but we want to give it a complete disrupted twist. Uh, so we've got some exciting plans ahead, David, as you know. Uh, we want to start focusing on our key markets rather than spreading ourselves too thin. If someone wants to represent Kamabais, I don't know, in uh, Germany, uh, they can take the brand and the product and uh, run it there. But for us, we will focus on our key markets and we will consolidate what we have, but also grow in terms of Kamabites as a portfolio brand and keep expanding our range. Excellent. Uh, and disruption would be, again, the bedrock of everything that we do. Totally. It's been uh, fabulous to chat. So where can uh, where can people find, uh, what's the Insta handle? Ashwin's always the, the key uh, the key go-to. Yep, Karma Bites goodness, a great source of all information. We've got a very exciting uh, set of posts coming up. Uh, we've got incredible listings in Australia, all thanks to you, David, with... Uh, Woolies, Coles, a ton of independence as well. So, yep, and we're obviously available online on these uh, large retailer stores as well. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Well, listen, it's been uh, great to chat. Been great for you to get up early and give us a bit of your time and get, give everyone an update on your uh, on your pretty short journey, but a very successful journey. So, uh, well done, and I'm sure our, our relationship will continue to blossom and grow as well. Absolutely, David, and thank you. You've, you know, you've been the biggest instrument in the success piece. <laughs> so yeah, it's a massive thanks to you for what you've done in Australia, and thanks for having me. It's been a real pleasure talking to you. Pleasure, mate. We'll um, we'll talk again soon. Thank you, Ashwin. 